Your life is a story of transition. You are always leaving one chapter behind while moving on to the next. Anonymous. Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Elegant Balance podcast. I am a little bit off schedule since I was supposed to release an episode last week, but instead of writing and recording an episode, I decided to just take some time off with my family. Finals week was last week, and so I'm officially done teaching classes, and then my in-laws came down to visit, and I decided to just enjoy, enjoy the time with them, enjoy going out and being tourists in our own city and watching my kids just have fun with grandma and grandpa. And honestly, I also just really enjoyed having a little bit of a break. Um, I actually read three novels in five days, which may be a new record for myself. But anyway, I feel refreshed and I'm so excited to be back at it. So I recently had the pleasure of being interviewed for an article that discussed the challenges of transitioning between work and home. And as I was preparing for that interview, I realized that I've never actually discussed transitions with you guys before. So, and I also thought you'd probably benefit from it. I think maybe this will be some helpful information because we're all trying to figure out how to balance work and life and how do we transition well um, between the different roles that we all play. So that's what we're going to chat about today. Like I said, we all play multiple roles in our life, whether you're a mom or a wife or an employee or friend or volunteer or whatever. Um, And while there's definitely some upsides to playing multiple roles, and if you're interested in those upsides, make sure that you check out my episode on work-life enrichment. I will make sure to link it in the show notes. But playing multiple roles also comes with a lot of challenges. And one of those is transitioning between those roles, particularly when it comes to transitioning between our work and our home. This has become even more difficult as more and more people are working remotely now. That natural separation that we used to have between work and home is no longer present. And so we have to create it for ourselves. We have to intentionally transition well. And so I have six tips for you today to help you do just that. Number one, create a physical workspace. Now, I will be the first to admit that working from a cafe, park, or library is one of my favorite things to do. But if you're working remotely, it can be really helpful to create a physical workspace in your home. This is helpful for a few reasons. First, it triggers your brain to let you know when you're in this space that it's time to work. And the opposite is true too. When you're not in this space, it's not time to work. Ideally, this space would have a door that you could close at the end of the workday and walk away from it. 
This helps transition from work to home because you're not constantly seeing your computer and the stacks of paper every time you walk by the kitchen table. If you leave your work sitting out, it's so tempting and easy to just sit down and do just a few more minutes of work, which can become a rabbit hole and pulls you away from the other more important things like playing with your kids or exercising or, dare I even say, relaxing. Having a physical space is also helpful in communicating to your spouse and your kids. When my daughter sees me sitting at my desk, which is upstairs in my bedroom, she knows that I am working and is slowly learning to respect that. Well, you may already have a home office, and if so, that's great. Go ahead and use that. But if you don't have a designated office in your home, you can get creative. For example, when I first started working remotely, I quickly realized that I needed more separation between myself and my kids because our home office doesn't have doors that actually shut and block out any noise. My daughter could just waltz in whenever she wanted to. So instead, I dug out a folding table and a chair from our garage and set myself up in our bedroom, which has a door that locks. (laughs) That was key. There are so many creative ideas out there for fitting a small office space into a home. I've even seen some that tuck a desk or a table into a closet. Or in the past, I've even just basically packed up an entire office in my backpack and I only unpacked it at the table when it was time for work and then packed it back up when I was done working. That way, again, I wasn't constantly being reminded that there was work that needed to be done. Whatever it is, create a space that works for you and one that you can walk away from at the end of the day. Number two, turn off the notifications. Technology is great until it isn't. It's truly a double-edged sword in that it allows us to stay connected, but it also makes it where we're always connected. Research has found that email alone can disrupt our workflow, it can blur the boundaries between work and home, and even lead to increased job tension and work-family conflict. None of the things that we actually want. When you pile on the notifications that our devices so helpfully enable for social media and texts and calls and weather and grocery pickup, it becomes impossible to go five minutes without getting distracted. These notifications make it all too easy to get pulled back into work when you're trying to play a board game with your kids. The good news? You have complete control over which notifications you allow into your life. Instead of automatically allowing your email to ding every time you receive a new message, decide whether that is necessary. Want a helpful hint? It's probably not necessary. Mute the notifications for that family text group. While it's fun to receive adorable pictures of your nephew or hear about the latest trip that your brother went on, you don't need to know about it immediately. Instead, you can set aside time during your workday to check work messages and schedule some time outside of work to enjoy scrolling social media or sending cute gifts to your friends. I encourage each one of you to look at the notifications that you allow to interrupt your day, and if they're not entirely necessary, turn them off. It's so much easier to transition from one role to another when you're not constantly being interrupted by the other role. As a bonus, your productivity will likely increase also. Number three, stick to a schedule. 
One of the most challenging things about working remotely is the lack of structure. Unless your job requires that you clock in and clock out, your schedule is entirely up to you. This sounds great in theory, but it also makes it too easy to allow work to bleed into the rest of your day and vice versa, meaning that we aren't transitioning well between our roles. The solution? Create your own schedule and stick to it. Take a look at your day and define when you will spend time on work and when you will spend time on your other life roles. Essentially, set some office hours. This ensures that you actually transition from work to home at a healthy time each day instead of looking up and realizing that the day slipped away while you sat at your desk and stared at the screen. Research supports the notion of detaching from work each day. In fact, psychologically detaching from work during non-work times has been found to protect employees' well-being and their work engagement. This applies even if you are working at the office. It's so easy to slip into working a few more hours on that big project or convincing ourselves that our coworkers or supervisors will judge us if we leave the office too early. Often, pulling these long work hours doesn't actually pay off and you end up sacrificing quite a bit of time, which is one of your most valuable resources that could have been spent with the people that you love. Number four, create transition rituals. Another way to create smooth transitions between work and home is to create a transition ritual. By that, I mean engaging in some sort of activity that allows you to ease from one role to another instead of jumping straight into another role and giving yourself whiplash. Have you ever tried to jump from work mode straight into mom mode while your brain is still thinking about work? It's not pretty or fun. In my case, it often ends up with me feeling overwhelmed and not as present with my family as I'd like to be. The commute from work is the perfect time to decompress, listen to some calming music, and ease yourself, or should I say maybe mentally prepare yourself, for an evening home with the kids. Obviously, if you're working from home, this becomes quite a bit more difficult. Since you don't have a commute to naturally mark the transition from one role to another, you will need to create your own transition ritual. This could be a 15-minute walk around your neighborhood, sitting down to drink a hot cup of coffee, or even just reading a chapter from a book. It doesn't really matter what it is. The important thing is that you create a buffer between roles to allow yourself to prepare for the next role. I should also note that these transition rituals can be used in the morning when you are transitioning between home and work, and then also in the afternoons when you are transitioning between work and home. Number five, plan ahead. Another simple way to ensure we transition well from work to home is engaging in an end-of-the-day planning routine. I don't know about you, but I often find myself at the end of the workday with several new tasks that have been added to my list or even some tasks that I didn't quite get done that day. If left unchecked, it's easy to feel overwhelmed by the number of things that I need to do, and those tasks end up just swimming around in my head feeling bigger and more difficult than they actually are. Thankfully, there's a simple solution to this problem, a brain dump. Taking the time at the end of the workday to write out all of the tasks that you need to do and then making a plan for how you're going to tackle them tomorrow or at least throughout the week 
can prevent obsessive thoughts about those unfinished tasks, which makes it easier to detach from work and be fully present at home. Better yet, research has found that writing out specific to-do lists five minutes before bed can help us fall asleep faster, which means that you'll be better rested and have more energy to do the things that you love. At the end of your workday, take a few minutes to jot down your outstanding tasks and make a plan for how you're going to tackle them. This will help you leave work at work, and when coupled with the transition ritual I just mentioned, can help you fully transition from work to home, ready to be present where your feet are. And number six, remind yourself that what you're doing right now is the most important thing. For many of us, the reason we have difficulty transitioning between work and home is due to work-family guilt. I know I experienced this a lot when everything locked down. I would be playing with my kids, but feeling guilty that I wasn't making progress on my research. And yet, when it came time for me to work on that research, I would feel guilty about not being present with my kids. I actually did an entire podcast series on work-family guilt, and I highly encourage you to check it out if this is something that you're struggling with. I will link to the first episode of that series in the show notes. One of the best tools I've found to help me reduce guilt and be fully present where I'm at is to remind myself that what I'm doing right now is the most important thing. And if it's not, then I shift gears and spend my precious resources of time and energy on what is truly most important in that moment. I encourage you to do the same. When that guilt starts to creep in and you're tempted to check your work email on a Saturday afternoon while the kids play in the pool, remind yourself that listening to their giggles and enjoying a cold, crisp lemonade is exactly where you're supposed to be. Those emails can wait. I pray that these tips I've shared today will help you to better transition between the many roles that you play. It's not always easy, and you'll never be perfect at it, but with practice, you will get better. And transitioning smoothly between work and home will allow you to enjoy the various facets of your life, reduce the feelings of overwhelm, and ultimately enhance your sense of balance. Have a beautiful, joy-filled week, friends. Hey, have you grabbed your copy of the Elegant Balance Workbook? If not, what are you waiting for? I've said it time and time again, but work-life balance does not happen by accident. It takes intentional action on your part. So let me help you. Go to kayleehackney.com forward slash workbook to grab your copy today.